Welcome to the Cinema Swamp. Okay. Let's party. The months of waiting and the anticipation is over. Avengers Endgame is now in theaters. We've all seen it, and we're finally going to start talking about it. We're going to talk about the stuff we like, the stuff we didn't like, the stuff that we're speculating on, and we're going to talk about the future of the entire series. If you like this episode, give it a share. Everybody who shares this episode will get a chance to win Avengers Endgame on Blu-ray when it's released. Just share the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and you'll be entered in the contest. Enjoy episode 39, Avengers Assemble. We still don't have a guy in the studio to really keep an eye on our vocals, which is the next step. We're going to hire a guy. Mm -hmm. His name's going to be Tim. 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 My dad. It's going to be Zach's dad. I did not know your dad's name was Tim. Tim. It's such a simple name. Like not coincidence. Like, hey, our baby boy is here. What should we name him? Tim. Okay. <laughs> Just Tim. Tim. <laughs> New girl they name their kid Bill. Oh, William? Nope. Bill. Just oh, Bill. for what? Like, Buford? Nope. Bill. <laughs> like. <laughs> but welcome to the Cinematastic Swamp. I started in the middle of the theme. What, what, what was that? <laughs> I was going to start singing the Avengers theme, but I started in the very middle of it. Sets either Batman or the uh, what's Twilight Zone like that. Bang, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Just think like those both of those shows were kind of around the same time, and like one note, conspiracy, theory. one different note, and it's a different theme song. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, yeah, but welcome to the swamp. Uh, we're talking about Endgame, which has been out for uh, two just and a half weeks, two and two and a half weeks two now, and, and has already made. Two and a half billion dollars. Is it beat Avatar yet? No, not quite. I I keep checking it too. Yeah, it's two point two right now. It's just a live commentary. I kind of thought it would be cool. I mean, the thing is, it wouldn't go fast enough. But like a live like stream of like Mm -hmm. time lapse. I I will time lapse of live commentary. (laughs) Well, yeah. It it can't be live. Okay. So we we slow us down. You've been, you've been watching too much Endgame and coming up with these ideas. Hey, Paul Rudd. I um, but Avatar made two point seven million, so we need to get five hundred more million to beat Avatar. And actually, the way this movie's going, which I thought was going to do well, I did not think one point two billion dollars in one weekend. That's crazy if you really think about it. Weird. That's the exact number I estimated. You are so full of it. <laughs> the highest grossing weekend before that was Infinity War with $600 million worldwide. In the first weekend? In the first weekend. And this movie beat it, you know, beat it in one weekend and, and doubled that amount. Literally doubled mm. it. I mean, a lot of help with China because it didn't even premiere in China, Infinity War didn't. But, mm. like, that's crazy. And now it's already got the $2.2 because people were saying, oh, after the first weekend it'll slow down because everyone's seen it the first weekend 
Uh, it didn't. People are seeing this movie again because it's actually a good movie, mm-hmm. which helps it a lot. But also, they were saying, well, by the time Detective Pikachu comes out, it is going to slow down a bunch, especially in like Asian countries. Mm-hmm. Our country has a big Pokemon uh, cult following too, so mm-hmm. it's probably going to slow down. I'm like, yeah, but it's already getting like the money it needs before that movie's yeah. even out. <laughs> like, it already mm-hmm. almost beat Avatar. Well, once I get like paid like tomorrow, I'm going to go back and see it again sure for it sure. Again. And Godzilla probably. I saw I saw uh, Force Awakens six times in theaters. I thought four. And I but I'd like any no, eight. it was seven. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's eight, I Zach. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to have Endgame beat that though. Even though it's like a three-hour movie, and it never has felt like that yet, I still don't feel mm-hmm. like it's a mm-hmm. three-hour movie. And I've seen it so far four times. Mm. So I gotta. Where do you have the money? I mean. Andy paid for all of us for one of those. <laughs> I got your tickets for the first one, kind of. You paid for some of them, but I, uh, but my sister, I kind of, she kind of paid for my tickets for a second time, oh, but yeah. mostly because me and her always forget the to pay each other. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. That. I, I was not expecting to do that, and I was kind of thinking about doing it, but I was mm-hmm. like, I work tomorrow. I probably shouldn't stay out till the next day. It's kind of worth bad, it. Yeah. <laughs> You're still. Just- it was definitely worth it. Like I'm glad I saw it again right after, especially <laughs> since our. our the, you guys noticed the first time we saw it, the only time you've seen it. Yeah. The sound kind of sucked. Yeah. It, it was quiet. Yeah. At least in the beginning, it might have gotten better, but the beginning was really bad. It was disappointing because I really enjoy a crowd that's like yeah during some of those scenes mm-hmm. and. Uh, you didn't get that with that screening just because people were like we we can't yell because otherwise we can't hear it. Mm-hmm. The second showing, they fixed the sound. It was a lot better, even though they played the first ten minutes of the movie without picture. Was mm-hmm. on the same screen? No, we went we went to the smaller theater, which probably helps. Usually, the first night in that bigger theater, they typically don't set up the sound good. Like I've I've seen a couple. Like I remember seeing Homecoming there, and mm-hmm. it was the same thing where it was that same theater, uh, that same screen, and the sound was like kind of messed up because I think their premiere nights they never have the sound properly ready Mm because they probably only have like what a half hour to really figure it out and they can't test the sound out really because they Mm -hmm. can't be like we're going to start the movie quick just to listen to it they can't do that Mm -hmm. the smaller theaters I think just have better sound because it's more compact anyway Mm -hmm. but second showing was a lot better and there was still a real amped up crowd for that have you watched Infinity War again (laughs) since like have you watched because i thought about like if i go to see it saturday about waking up watching infinity war in the morning and then going like immediately going to see Endgame. i tried my best to do that by i watched infinity war really early in the morning which Um, actually the opening day (laughs) yeah which actually probably made that next day even worse because the day before i woke up at like five to watch infinity war i did skip a couple scenes but Mm -hmm. watched infinity war went to work immediately went to Endgame. And then saw it again. And well, I would like to do one full, like, to Infinity War to Endgame. Mm-hmm. One continuous sweep. Just to see, like, how it works as one really long movie. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, I think it would work really well. Yeah. I mean, what'd you guys think of Endgame? I mean, we kind of talked about this in the... I totally uh, forever recording. Yeah. <laughs> we we talked about this thinking in thinking about how great Endgame is in my head. <laughs> is Infinity War still That was a fun time. Head? Huh? Is Infinity War still better to you? It's a like I talked about it a little bit in the in the video, but uh, yeah, I, I think Infinity War is a. 
better movie in terms of like artistically well done and like in raw awesomeness but in raw awesomeness nothing is as good as endgame <laughs> like i've been thinking like i hate being the guy who like puts like a giant new franchise film in their top 10 but i think endgame is in my top 10 yeah it it has top to be it might be i mean it's when I think I was, about the other movies in my top ten, I'm like, I love those movies, but man, Endgame is so crazy good. I didn't want to determine it until I saw it more than once, which I mm-hmm. still haven't, so. But in a way, like, because Civil War is in my top ten, and I love Civil War, but even when I put that up against Endgame, I'm like, man, like, I think, like, <laughs> it's like putting Endgame in your top ten. Like, you know how you guys have struggled with putting a Star Wars movie in your top ten without putting the others in? For me, putting Endgame in, in a way, is like tucking 21 movies into my top 10 really neatly mm-hmm. and like secretively almost. And, I, uh, I, every, I, first time seeing Endgame, I kind of thought, oh, this is sort of the, it's really good and it's really satisfactory and I'm probably going to be the, one of the few people who probably like it more than Infinity War. I was mm-hmm. kind of waiting to hear the backlash on this one. Mm-hmm. Hasn't happened yet. And I'm kind of excited to see if it'll mm-hmm. ever happen. I do think overall, especially in the future, people will like Infinity War more just because, in a way, it's more concise. It's a much more simple plot, mm-hmm. and it's more focused on the villain. And people love villains so much, and mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to win most people over. But I'm like, what is the, really the better movie? I'm like, well, but Endgame has so many satisfying moments that people want to go back to, though. But it depends because some people might be like. I was kind of equating it to this is sort of the Return of the Jedi <laughs> slash Dark Knight Rises of the franchise, where it's like it's I still like both those movies, but as years go on, I like them less and less. That's what I felt first time seeing it, mm-hmm. and then I, I've seen it again three times, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, the movies actually gotten better each time. Endgame <laughs> because some of the stuff that annoyed me the first time, I remember one big thing we talked about was specifically the time travel, but. More specifically, just a '70s scene mm-hmm. kind of felt like, why are we doing this right mm-hmm. now? And rewatching it, it's still probably my least favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. But when that's they're at, when they're at Camp Lee, yeah, yeah, because it just kind of seems like already time travel is sort of being so loosely used in this movie. And like, wow, Robert Downey Jr. just figured it out in like five minutes. But mm-hmm. then again, he's a genius. That is the point. But mm-hmm. also, like, <laughs> they make a huge point about. We only have one pin particle. We can only go back to this point, this point, and then it's like they're just very like casually like, hey, let's just go to the seventies. Like it'll be fine. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this just is ridiculous. Why don't they go there first? Maybe you know. Well, get a, well that's because a lot of pin particles. Well, because the original then, plan was to get the tesseract in I mean, the New York, but it but it failed. But so it's they like had to go back to a different. But point. The, you know, Ant Man. He's been such a amount of time being like, we. This is our one shot. What if he's like. But wait, let's just go hang out. Let's go meet up with Hank Pym quick and then just grab a... They don't have to go to the 70s. They can just grab a bunch, I essentially. Say, it's like the whole movie feels like... A, which I really appreciate about this long three-hour movie is that it feels like three perfect acts where mm-hmm. it's... You got the beginning act where they're they're sad, but then they're trying to figure out time travel, which mm-hmm. big A-plus of this movie, they actually try to take time to figure out time travel. It's not just mm-hmm. like... A what, montage. Yeah, it's not like... And I mean, I, not referencing Back to the Future. Back to the Future is the only one that does it good. But every movie since then has been like, yeah, we just have a time well, travel machine. I just <laughs> like that they went a different approach, which makes sense 
to Marvel in general because there are so many different universes. They went with the multiverse theory. I like, yeah, I like, because I think that bothered me the first time that I was just listening to Back to the Future rules so mm-hmm. much. But now I like the way they did it because, one, it it brings in so many possibilities about different universes, but also it kind of extinguishes any, like, oh, we can go back in time, though, and, like, so in a, f- a few years when Robert Downey Jr. is, like, you know, 60 or 70, he can come back into the franchise for a cameo because we went back in time and actually saved them. And they're like, no, you can't do that. Like, they just basically spelled out, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, so this movie series can actually take risks, more risks than the comic books, even, and if they kill off people, they're actually kind of dead. To a point. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll get to Gamora in a second. <laughs> but I also like that, yeah, the movie's three acts. And, you know, and it's the second act is all time travel. Third act is, you know, the battle of, all out. of upstate New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Balls are all out. And I was like, I really dig that this movie would manage to do that. Because Infinity War, and someone said online, they're like, Infinity War is like the prologue to this movie. And I said... It's weird. It took me a whole year to really figure out what bothers me about Infinity War, and this movie mm-hmm. helped me to figure out what the obvious was, which is Infinity War doesn't really have like a plot line. Like it's a bunch of different things happening, kind mm-hmm. of at different points, involving different characters, not really with a lot of development going on, mm-hmm. and then ending on a really good cliffhanger. Well, that's because it's Thanos's movie and not our hero's movie. We we are conditioned to having the heroes be the main focus which it should be Thanos in that movie. So that's yeah. why it feels so all over the place, but in a if way, you follow it, it is him <clears throat> and it's his team. Yeah. There is like a a culmination of sorts almost in that movie. And like you said, it is more because it's Thanos' movie he has the arc of Infinity War. But if you look at like The Empire Strikes Back, it's like the exact same thing. Like they're kind of there together and then they split ways and then most of the movie, Han and Leia and Chewie and them are like trapped in the Millennium Falcon fighting a worm. And then the other half of the movie, Luke's wandering around the swamp with Yoda. Yeah. And then they, even when they're in the Cloud City, they're in different times. They don't even realize they're kind of both there at the same time. Like, oh, is that Luke hanging from the bottom of the thing? And then, <laughs> you know, the what are the odds? <laughs> and, you know, so I can forgive Infinity War for that, I guess. But I forgive Infinity War for a lot. <laughs> for I a lot. Because even then, that movie, the first time I saw it, I didn't love it. And mm-hmm. I still kind of feel indifferent towards it. Mm-hmm. And it's just because, yeah, it always does feel structurally weird. But mm-hmm. I think it is just because a lot of it is set up. But it doesn't feel like set up. Not until you see Endgame and you're like, mm-hmm. wow, a lot of that really was just kind of setting up this movie. Infinity War still works on its own. And like I said, just because of Thanos and the fact that Thanos... like If, if Thanos had been in Endgame a lot mm-hmm. and... It was like the Thanos we had in Infinity War. People would probably love Endgame as much. I'm just sort of predicting what, mm-hmm. especially the film bros are gonna say, because mm-hmm. just take into account that some of the biggest movies ever for film bros are American Psycho, Fight Club, mm-hmm. and Dark Knight. Like people love antiheroes, yeah, or, or, or like villains. Thanos and in Infinity War. People are gonna always praise that movie, mm-hmm. especially in the next twenty years. Endgame. I feel like people sum up to fan service, mm-hmm. but I don't think it is. Mm-mm. I really don't think that that's what this movie was. But I think it was, it was written incredibly well, and I think there's a huge writing credit to the writers. I mean, for writing such a great movie, but 
this I also think that like this movie ran more on fan service than Infinity War did mm-hmm. because of like every time everything that felt good about that movie like felt like it felt like you know it's when Iron Man or when Captain America got the hammer you know or when Captain America almost fought everyone in the elevator and then he said hail Hydra you know yeah or two good nods to like yeah you know Tony Stark's daughter says that she wants hamburgers you know and you're like oh well that's like I was there for that you know (laughs) like it's kind of like every time that happens it's like this little pat on the back to the fan like we remembered you you know which is good I love it I love that little pat on the back and I'm like you did remember me like I was here (laughs) for that you know eight ten years ago and uh so I'm glad it 100 I'm not blaming it at all but I think like I think it's obviously this movie has a lot of fan service but it's not bad at all I think we I think we deserved it and I think we got it and and we're all thankful fan service doesn't like pull away from the goodness of the movie because I know like, you guys have seen Marvel movies a lot more than I have. I haven't seen all of them nearly as much as you guys have. So I didn't catch all of the fan service right away, mm-hmm. and I still loved the crap out of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, when I found out certain things were fan service, like, to be honest, I haven't seen Iron Man in, like, forever, so I didn't catch the cheeseburger one mm-hmm. until, like, the day later. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, I was like, oh, cute. Like, yeah. She's just hanging out with them, and they're having a moment. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fan service, like, there was a ton, but I don't think it was a bad thing. Like, I think they did it really well. I didn't feel this way about a Marvel movie since probably Civil War. And before that, it was, like, Iron Man. Like, first Iron oh, Man. Oh, really? Like, that feeling of my mind being blown. Oh, by yeah. By sheer awesomeness. Like how awesome this <laughs> is. Wait, Infinity... You mean... Are you talking about Infinity War well, or no, Endgame, Endgame. Endgame? You didn't feel that way in Infinity War at all? Like I did. I, it awesome felt like... It, it like I, I love every Marvel movie. Yeah. And it it was awesome. All, everything was... I, it was coming all together. Mm-hmm. It was... I felt like it was ending, but... Like, Endgame brought it. Because Infinity War, you're sitting there and you're like, I'm watching... Spider-Man swing through Doctor Strange spiral things, <laughs> you okay, know. And I'm, I'm like, I never thought that <clears throat> that would be a thing, okay, and it's so awesome. Endgame, you, know? you, you have Spider-Man swinging from Thor's hammer, riding a Pegasus, holding <laughs> yeah, no, the no, Infinity no. Gauntlet. I'm not comparing <laughs> it. I'm just saying, like, in terms of like, I can't believe I'm watching this, and it's incredible. Like, yeah. In most Marvel movies, there's that one point where I'm like, this is awesome. There's only a few where I've been like this like i didn't feel that at all in, in any of them but like civil war like you said is one but infinity war i was like man i hope endgame can match this and endgame doubled it in ways like you said avengers avengers the original avengers had that feeling yeah for me too. yeah and i wasn't a big comics fan yet by avengers the first one so like it wasn't until age of ultron that like i had already done my wikipedia <laughs> researching you know catching up with the rest of the comic nerds in the world who haven't read comics to get excited for every other movie coming out but and anyway end game i kind of agree with you like i haven't i used the term had my socks blown off since like civil war Mm -hmm. because yeah like other movies and i mean thor ragnarok really grew on me after multiple Mm -hmm. viewings but Mm -hmm. like none of them had they all sort of had the same feeling which was 
yeah, that was good. Like, I never really got as crazy about it, though, mm-hmm. after Civil War came out. And even after Infinity War, all I could think about was, I'm excited for that next one yeah. just because mm-hmm. of that cliffhanger. But, mm-hmm. man, how are they going to do so many things that kind of need to be done at this point? Because, one, already just from Infinity War, it's like, I feel like, how do you bring these characters back because obviously they're going to come back but how do you do it in like a not awkward way in a not anticlimactic way like when they snap people back is it going to just be like oh there's dust is going to be forming back and it's like mm-hmm. i feel like that'd be really anticlimactic and there was stuff like that but also the other issue for the entire series was how are they going to properly kill anyone off are they going to do it mm-hmm. are they going to take care of some of those mm-hmm. and try to be a little more risky Especially since this will be the final movie, and after hearing rumors that, oh, they're recreating the Avengers set, I'm like, man, there's going to be, like, it's going to be just a big tribute to the whole (laughs) series, isn't it? But are they going to take chances? And crazily enough, they somehow managed to do everything, and not only that, but, like, my biggest worry was them bringing the heroes back. I was like, how are they going to make that look not awkward and not have a weird moment in it? And Mm -hmm. the way they did it with kind of giving them a long period of time to wait to show up and mm-hmm. then like have Captain America's final like moment and the shield mm-hmm. breaking and that was a nice tribute to Age of Ultron because we've kind of been waiting for that. Yeah. We saw it broken since Age of Ultron and we're like is that vision going to come to fruition? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it finally did and I was like wow this is like and I completely forgot that oh the other heroes are probably back by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a real cool moment where Captain America just stands up and he's like facing them all like he's just gonna still take them all down I'm mm-hmm. like, that's so in character and then I was 100% expecting I can do this all day <laughs> I was th- that was a really I mean I'm, it would have been kind nice glad that he, he didn't said, but just like, because th- he says it so much but that was such a great moment like, such one of my favorite shots in the <clears> entire <throat> movie is just Captain America standing in front of that whole army and I'm like he could I almost kind of think he'd last a while but mm-hmm. Then, when they had everybody show up in those portals, which, I don't know if you caught this, you probably now have just from the Twitter, but I didn't catch this the first time. He says, on, on your left. left, and I'm just like... Oh, you didn't catch that? I didn't catch that. Oh, I caught it the first, both times I, I mean, saw it in theater. Which, that's the thing, like, this movie is a tribute to all the movies, but the Russos mm-hmm. threw in a bunch of just stuff from even Winter Soldier, because they're like, that was our first movie. This was a movie that we pitched the Marvel four times, and they only trusted us after the fourth time to hire us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, they've really earned this. And it was nice that they threw those little nods in there. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice? So I, I noticed everything. Okay. <laughs> Did you notice that the Ravengers and Howard the Duck? Are I was yeah, just gonna I say that. Did you notice Howard I, the I, Duck well, show? Okay, I didn't notice that, but someone told me that, and I had to like, what, like, go back and like, what, look at stills, like yesterday because mm-hmm. the embargo and yeah there's Howard the Duck and freaking all, all I can think is like wait what's Howard the Duck going to contribute to this well that's all I can <laughs> think of too is like I'm like what are the odds so like Seth Green yeah. can go on saying like I was in the endgame fight or like the the, the great endgame battle or whatever is not he the voice of Howard the Duck yeah. Seth Green yeah what's weird is though like I kind of it kind of makes it more awkward though you know, I, I actually I love that everybody's in the final scene, but then it does kind of make it weird that that the the Marvel TV universe guys are not here. Yeah. Which I I was kind of there was a part of me that was really hoping they'd show up. I wish they did, but I kind of get that it's a whole. It'd be weird. I think because if they were just there and then like Howard the Duck was there though, 
Like, yeah, because he's in the, he movie, in the movie, and it's more of like a, I didn't notice it in the theater. It wasn't until after someone yeah. said on Twitter, like, "Yo, Howard the Duck," mm. but like, I I know so many people who have seen Guardians of the Galaxy one and two, and I know a lot of people who have not seen any, let alone one, two, or all of the Marvel TV shows. Yeah, but just know? have them in the background. I thought if anything, like weirdly, Agent Coulson would be there or something, which they, they would be able to explain. Cameo, but. I, I guess just given that what point they went back to in Avengers, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, it makes sense he's not here. Yeah. But I was kind of hoping they'd bring him back just for a quick second, but I guess that would interfere with what they're doing with the TV show right mm-hmm. now. Or Goose the Cat. Yeah, it's true. What happened to Goose the Cat? I don't know. Like, <laughs> tr- like for real, what happened to Goose? <laughs> <laughs> Last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. <laughs> I, did, I was a little bummed out, like... Because a lot of the movie, you're so enthralled, you forget to, like, almost expect certain things. And so I'm like, when they showed Nick Fury at the very end at the funeral, I was like, oh, yeah. Where were you at? Where was, like, why was it, like, would have killed them to throw Nick Fury in that final battle? Here's the thing, maybe he was in there. Maybe, well, but like, I like, don't know why wouldn't they, when the, why wouldn't they show any little I thing? Wouldn't... He's, like, a pretty big staple of the universe. I don't... What I would don't... he have done, though? I think they Just might explain it, like, shooting up maybe in in Far From Home, like, I was setting up this with S.H.I.E.L.D., blah, 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 I knew you guys could take it. Or he shows up with a helicarrier again? That would have been, I would have been okay just with drops it. drops him. Like, that's so <laughs> weird. Wow. The like, just he just, up. like, shows up and he's like, yeah, mother, you know. <laughs> it was, mother, you know. <laughs> you do kind of forget about that stuff. Yeah. But also that scene just, like, I was thinking about other battle scenes I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I think of, like... Lord of the Rings, probably the most famous, like giant battle scene. Mm-hmm. I was like, I one think, of the first, yeah, big battle scenes to really. really like take advantage of both, mm-hmm. you know, real people, uh, practical effects, and also you know, Tons computer of graphics. Which I'm like, this movie, I'm sorry, but I feel like this battle's better. Even if like the cinematography, I get it. Like some of the cinematography, people have issues with how the fighting looks, but mm-hmm. I feel like this one's better because. <laughs> With those movies, a lot of the people on both sides are just copy and pasted. Copy and pasted, yeah. For this sure. movie, you have to have, and I didn't realize until like the second or third viewing, but I was like, not only do they have all the main heroes just standing up front, which I mean, it's, and it brings tears to your eyes because you're just like, I can't, you, I have already appreciated the series so much, but mm-hmm. you didn't really understand just the grand nature of it all until they all start running towards them. I'm like, wow, they really have gone all over the place with these movies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's crazy how much we can buy all this. Yeah. I mean, we're coming from the same people who 15 years ago made a Spider-Man movie called Spider-Man 2 and we had to spend like a half hour explaining why Doc Ock would have these arms. Mm-hmm. Now we can be like, yeah, there's a guy who flies around. There's a big old giant guy in the back. There's a raccoon. Yeah, there just is. <laughs> there's wizards now. <laughs> And a lot of wizards. But not only <laughs> so that, so many like, wizards that we didn't know where that were around. <laughs> but not only that, but like I'm like I feel like this is better because they have to bring in so many different people. Like the Ravengers are there, the Asgardians are there, the mm-hmm. Wakandians, the uh, wizards are all there. Just Why aren't so the many Atlanteans different... there. Then no idea. Namor. Uh, oh, that's obvi- true. They yeah. obviously referenced him in the movie. Obviously, in the comic book, it's like basically the Wakandans and yeah. the Atlanteans. They're gonna. Are in- I, I bet you any money, they're gonna introduce Namor in Black Panther two. Probably eventually. They, 
if they have the rights okay. back. I keep forgetting if they actually have the rights back. They haven't really... Well, they can't... It's going to be like a Hulk situation, probably. They can't because they have, said, a, have their own movie, but... You mean they have like a in. King versus King fight and like Wakanda yeah, versus Atlanteans well, fight? At the beginning of Endgame, Okoye was like, oh yeah, there's like this earthquake under under the ocean. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I did not make that connection. Black Widow was like, yeah, look into that, blah, blah, blah. So she's like, "It's best if you leave it alone, yeah. <laughs> dude." Yeah, that's definitely happening. Then mm-hmm. I did not think about that till now. Namor is definitely happening. It, it's just an issue with the rights right now because <clears throat> it's the same thing with Hulk, like you said. Yeah. They Universal owns the distribution rights, and I don't know what happened, but basically, I think they gave both Hulk and Namor mm-hmm. distribution rights like forever. Like I don't think there's like an end to the contract there. Like they have the right to make the movie if they want. Universal can't just make the movie now. Marvel can make the movie if they want, but if they release it, I think internationally, Universal has the right to be like, no, we're releasing it ourselves, your movie, mm-hmm. internationally. And well, that's why they can't have like a Hulk standalone movie or a Namor standalone movie. Namor has to be like in Black Panther 2, Black Panther 2. Which I guess not Rise of Atlantis like, or something. They'll probably do that. Um, but yeah, like I said, that battle probably like one of my like top 10 like favorite scenes ever like all ever did i i was listening or watched a video of the russos in a like interview mm-hmm. did you know that when iron man said i am iron man at that snap that was a reshoot mm-hmm. i didn't know that because they didn't think of that the first time no it was just originally like a smirk and a snap which i mean and that's the thing like i when he when thanos said i am inevitable and you know i like well he's not gonna have the stones right i'm like and they showed, like, Tony Stark. I'm like, oh, he's going to say it, isn't he? Because, I mean, that's obviously what he's going to say. I didn't think about it. When he said, I am, I still had no clue. I'm like, what are you? I, I knew. And he said, Iron Man. I'm like, oh, my heart. I knew it was I coming, no but I was like, oh, this is going to be cheesy. Because, like, that's the thing. Like, some of this, I don't think we accept the fact that so much of this stuff, if you write it in a script for a comic book movie, I'm like, it's going to look so cheesy. But it's just because it's Robert Downey Jr. And he, like, just knows how to take the time to actually say it. Like, if we can, I, we're going to kind of divert now, but can we appreciate about this movie the fact that there's no. so many quiet moments in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the opening scene is just, like, Robert Downey Jr. doing that little, like, thing into the helmet for Pepper, and he just, like, lays down, and then we just take a few minutes to just be, like, quiet, and I'm like, yeah. give God, you, this... Give me some moment to breathe. This movie rocks. Like, mm-hmm. I, what box office gold giant blockbuster even does this anymore? Nothing. Nothing else would mm. do this. And I'm like, this is crazy that they're just like there were so many moments where there's like there's just no dialogue. It's just it's just the music. Mm-hmm. Which the music in this movie is so good. Mm. And it's gonna go overlooked as hell and it's gonna join the rest of the Marvel scores of people saying, Oh, these scores aren't that great. I'm like, give me a f- <laughs> give me a break. Like listen to this music. This is an mm-hmm. unbelievable score. Um did Thor's appearance change at all for you guys? Like in terms of what we like? Because I know in the video, you guys were talking about how you didn't really like it. I wasn't. I think it still would have been a... a, a, They could have used a funny opportunity and a just, you know, in a way, like a kick-ass opportunity. Like once he got both axes and his beard was braided by lightning. Like if he was all of a sudden like just fit again. I think that would have been funny. But the fact that he's still like like chubby and he's got that huge beard and he's just like full viking mode by the end i'm like 
technically he's like the truest rendition of the actual mythology of the mm-hmm. Nordic Thor. Maybe more so than the comics are. But I'm like, that's... I can appreciate. That, like, he's actually culminated his person into being... Because basically Odin is chubby and bearded and mm-hmm. he had one eye, you know? And so I'm like, I can I can get behind having a fat Thor for the final fight because he's like this Viking supreme, you know? And it would have been funny to have that joke like you were talking about, oh, you could have done that this whole time. Mm-hmm. But then it just would have been a one-liner joke that just went and passed. This Fat Thor, you can get so much material out of for a couple of movies, probably. But and only can, up like, until then, because then there's no other fat joke the rest of the movie. Even when he's, like, talking no, with the other No, but now he's on the Guardian ship. Now mm-hmm. Quill can be the muscular one, and now Thor's <laughs> the fat one. Or he just, like, works out by the time we get to, well, like... he could, but that'd be... Like, we get around, like, Guardians 3, and he's, like, already worked I up. Think, <laughs> I, think, I think Hemsworth... Uh, after... Ragnarok, he he really wanted to go into that comedic crowd of Thor, so I think mm-hmm. he he's gonna want to be chubby. I don't know what James Gunn will do, but It'd, I don't know. I feel like though, if if they did, I'd be like, oh, I don't want any more fat Thor jokes. I'd want different jokes, probably. I'm, it's not gonna all be fat Thor jokes, but I mean, this movie was. <laughs> I, I mean, there was. I like a lot of you know. One of my favorite parts of it is when he's like talking with Thor's talking with his mom. Um, and uh, she's like, you're from the future. And he's like, I'm totally from the future. <laughs> you know? And he's like crying. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like ah, that's so good. Like, I, lo- I love that, Thor. You know? I'm so totally from the future. <laughs> I think that was, like, honestly my least, f- well, not my least favorite part, but... The I Asgard liked, scene? I, well, I liked Fat Thor, actually. Mm-hmm. Over, I, I think the first time I was a little thrown off just because I thought... The humor was really overshadowing the more emotional moments, but I realized rewatching it, I'm like, it really was just that scene in Thor: The Dark World mm-hmm. that was doing that, and that's also mostly because I think in general, just the, that relationship never worked too well because it wasn't developed to begin with. So for me, it Thor just and his mom. yeah. So yeah. Just, for me, it's just never. Gonna I just work. think it would have been so much better to have Loki if it was ended up being Loki, yeah. even if it was like <laughs> evil, angry Loki, like. Thor just like yeah. apologizing and be sad and like sincere and like Loki like oh man this guy really does love me mm-hmm. blah, blah blah he was starting to catch it though by by Dark, by Dark yeah. World he was like even when he left he was like like he had evil means but not to like hurt but at Thor at that point he was still in the prison though yeah that's true I think I just bought Thor's character a lot more after the multiple viewings because I'm like you gotta understand like especially how you see him in the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. it's like yeah he totally is someone who he completely blames himself for everything and he's had like a Shakespearean freaking like path like Mm -hmm. (laughs) his mom died his dad died his brother died Heimdall died exactly Uh, he failed his mission and this is how he copes. He's it was really Infinity War. Like he's, if anyone is the truest hero of <laughs> Infinity War, it's it's Thor. Mm-hmm. Like he has like this side stuff going on, but he's like, in a way, like he is. He's the hero. He gets like the biggest like hero shot and entrance. And he's, he's following kills. the final act of the hero's journey. Exactly. Except he, he fails. literally <laughs> fails, and I'm like, oh, like mm-hmm. I guess that can happen too, and. This movie, I'm like, after he goes and finishes off Thanos, 
like it literally when they say five years later i'm like mm -hmm. it's kind of dark but if you think about it, i'm like oh, that could have either gone one yeah. or two ways he went into depression and just killed himself or he went the other way with depression just drinks a lot and started eating himself silly and yeah that's what plays a lot of and, Fortnite. yeah <laughs> and i honestly my favorite one of my favorite moments now, God of thunder. <laughs> i love that scene where he's just at his house on asgard because one it you know it gets some really good comedic moments that surprising moment where he's like oh he's a big dude now mm -hmm. but also there's that moment where Hulk brings up Thanos and just, it, I, wow, I'm like, I've never, I've never appreciated Chris Hemsworth's, like, acting mm -hmm. before, but yeah, just man, the body language. he is so good at just changing and just, even with all that prosthetic in, on and that beard, you can see it in his eyes how much pain he's actually in. And he's just the way he's yeah. talking to Hulk and I'm like, especially, which Hulk, I, I kind of want to know, like, what you guys thought of him in the movie, not, because mm -hmm. I thought what they did with him was awesome, but did you think... Mark Ruffalo was great in it because, spoiler alert, I thought he was amazing. I thought, like, I thought I loved this level of, like, zen that he brought the character. Mm -hmm. And there's that moment where he's, like, on New Asgard. And there's, like, and, like, Thor's, like, grabbing him and he's angry. And, like, Mark Ruffalo just, like, whispers at him. He's, like, take your hand off me. And I'm just, like, but you could tell that he's still being, like, like a calming, almost, like, psychologist. And I'm just, like, mm -hmm. man, I'm, like, Hulk. He's just, a friend. Like, it's unbelievable he's just saying, that like, dialogue. He's saying, hey, buddy. Like, like, friend. Yeah. Because, um, like. It's so calming. I, Even, like, how happy he is, like, when he's, you know, they're riding to New Asgard and him and Rocket are in the back of this truck that's, like, grinding all the way down like, this, <laughs> this, you know, like, Norwegian mountain slope to get to the town. And, like, the part of him in the cafe, like, with the kids and stuff, mm -hmm. talking about dabbing, whatever. <laughs> The I love all of that like one hundred percent. I even when they go back in time and he's like this cheesy Hulk, he's like yeah. not that <laughs> into it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and really, the only time you see Mark Ruffalo is when he's like in the spirit yeah, form. Yeah. Um, however, when I th look back to the movie and I'm like, oh man, like seeing every character just like in their most ba moments, I can't like remember anything of the Hulk totally kicking ass like i don't remember like in the final fight back. i remember him <laughs> i mean that's a good point i remember him jumping out of the stuff with like basically ant-man or not ant-man who are the other two is war machine and rocket. Rocket, rocket you know and saving them and then i don't remember him the rest of the movie he doesn't punch anybody else in the movie does he but you are kind of forgetting that he literally snapped everyone he back does but i mean like being the hulk you know like like he, maybe not being raged out but like using that gnarly strength punching broke. those like space <laughs> worms to death here's my thing with it i love mark ruffalo's performance in it i love how much of him you see I, but his explanation of oh we just merged together we we are one now mm -hmm. i wish i would have seen more just hulk because it's a lot of ruffalo just with hulk strength i wish i could have seen some of that personality because it is like two characters mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i wish i would have seen him like i wish there was a I, want, I wanted moment. to see them like get angry like if there was a trade-off during the final battle you see all of a sudden like hulk takes the front seat and mm -hmm. like he just Maybe, like, even, like, like can you imagine how cool it would be if, like, all of a sudden Hulk goes after Thanos and, like, after Thanos, like, completely destroyed him in the beginning of Infinity War? And then, like, Hulk fights Thanos again, and then this time, like, not, like, kills him, but, like, actually gets him down on the ground or something this time. And then maybe he gets preoccupied or whatever. Yeah. But, like, for him to, like, win the fight that time, I thought that would have been, like, man, 
so cool and be- beneficial for his character like, as an end, you know? Even if he was, like, the nicest guy like he is, like, if he had just, like, a short temper or something that, like, showed that, yeah, it, we're half mm-hmm. and half. Because mm-hmm. in the but comics, that's, that's the thing in the comics, only for most of the time... It's the Hulk that has the front seat, but he keeps all of the smart mm-hmm. from Mark Ruffles. So now his personality, like, he's still this, like, big, yeah. mean thing, but he's, like, crazy smart and he becomes, like, a king and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like that the whole movie pretty much gets momentum going all because of Paul Rudd. It's weird mm-hmm. because... I love Paul Rudd. So I much. do. I love Paul Rudd so much, and it's crazy to think that he has not been in an avengers movie until now this is mm-hmm. his first one well he like, originally was supposed to be in avengers infinity war well the first like, first when, avengers like the first avengers like they that's really because mm-hmm. he was one of the main that test in, footage in the original avengers. i forgot like they already had him cast and everything because mm-hmm. that, that movie test had footage. many years of, that probably honestly had the most pre-production of any of these movies which is kind of weird but i forgot he was already cast wasn't he so i guess he would have been in that but i guess they were he like in paul rudd though I don't know if it was Paul Rudd, but I know Ant Man. Like he was an original Avenger. They, they had him cast. On I just know that like, they wanted him because he was. They wanted all the original Avengers, and he yeah. was one of them. He was cast. I mean, because like Edgar Wright was pretty much ready to get going mm-hmm. on that as long as you know they had a shooting schedule, and then like they were like, "No, nah, we don't like what you're doing." But I like that he has a lot to do in this movie, mm-hmm. and he didn't end up just kind of being sidelined to his kind of normal antics because even in mm-hmm. like Ant Man the Wasp, he's sort of sidelined. Here I actually watched that again recently and I liked it a lot more. I still dig that movie a lot. I dig the Ant Man movies. I like that they're so much different and so much smaller. I think I brought it up on my list too. Mm-hmm. But I like here that a lot of the time when he comes back, they sort of focus on him for a while, like reacting to the events and it, it's like it finally kind of starts to give a lot of good acting moments to Paul Rudd because for the most part he's just sort of been jokey in his movies he hasn't really Mm -hmm. gotten a moment to shine and here it's like Mm -hmm. he gets moments to shine like a relationship dynamic I never thought would bring tears to my eyes was him and his daughter and here I was like I can't believe they. that's the first time I really cried in that movie was when he saw his daughter for the first time I was like oh my gosh I've never seen Paul Rudd be so serious and dramatic in a role honestly there's that scene where he's like where he meets up with uh, Tony Stark because he's trying to get him to come out and just help them. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, he starts going, like, crazy, basically. And I'm like, I've never seen you Paul Rudd ever act. You mean you're not going to do anything? He's And, I mean, man, these actors are just so good. Like, it's unbelievable how good they are. Just all mm-hmm. are. But I like that he had a lot to do at the beginning. I mean, towards the end, he started kind of becoming just like, yeah, I'm here. But <laughs> I... I like that he was there, and I like he's, that he was... He's the, a major player in Time Heist, though. So. Right. He mm-hmm. coined the term. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's why I like how they throw in, like, when Parrot is involved with the main story, like... It's like he's he doesn't want to steal stuff, but he's like, I guess, Time Heist. You know, like, like he's like, <laughs> I guess I have to steal crap from now on. Like, that's who I am, I guess. And, uh... But otherwise, like... <laughs> The whole movie would not have happened if the whole if the rat hadn't like ran across the dash of that, which is really weird. Like if the rat had like went over and then just like went around it, it was like how the end (laughs) saved the MCU. Well, and people bring that up now, and they're just like, "That was a dumb plot device." I'm like, I don't really think I like it, but I don't think it is because here's the thing: 
the movie jumped five years. I'm like, and it's not like this was after some perfect collision of events, like where it just so happened that like, oh, Tony Stark was teaming up with the gang again, and just so happened that this rat, like, no, mm-hmm. it was like. They were all at their lowest points. They were all in different places. They were all, all pretty much also, tried to move on. Also, Doctor Strange saw, what, 14,501 or something? I like how that was the one. Million or <laughs> million. It, was it would have been two, but the second time, the rat didn't run <laughs> yeah, over it. That's what I'm saying. Like, how, how many so of those times did the rat one. not Most the of those were the rat not running over it. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange is, like, in the astro plane, like, trying to lure <laughs> Luring it over. <laughs> you, know, you know he's, like, sitting there, and he sees that one time the rat runs over He's like, yes! <laughs> He's like, how do we get to this point, though? <laughs> um, I, uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I like that Ant-Man had more to do in it. I, um... I, what did you think of... Because we started talking about Thanos a little bit in the video. Mm-hmm. I really liked that they killed him off right away. Mm-hmm. But... It's weird, because I'm like, I really appreciate that when they bring the 2014 Thanos into it, he does feel like a different character, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I was like, I do miss that other Thanos who was just so like... Well, that's because we're connected with world. him. Like, we've we followed his story. We've- well, I also think what happened was, if you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, and you watch Infinity War, it's the same character, but there's definitely a passage of time that's happened. Like something happened where he started yeah. to evolve a little, and he like thought this. He way. went from the stones are power to the stones are sacred. The, this yeah. like I, like he's hit some godlike ability where he only wants the stones to like literally save humanity. Like mm-hmm. I don't even think he had reached that point in 2014. Well, he's still a titan. He's still a warrior. So I like when he shows up in upstate New York that he's still kind of like angry Thanos and he doesn't even because he's even like completely changed his mind because I think if he had a conversation with 2018 Thanos and 2014 Thanos was like look we did your plan it doesn't work they just want to turn everything back we need to kill them all I feel like 2018 Thanos would still be like no like that's not the right thing to do we need to do it this way Mm -hmm. I feel like it's amazing that I mean I know it's only four years but it shows that the character did evolve and that this new Thanos or twenty fourteen Thanos is actually kind of a different character. He didn't get that god complex. Yet. He didn't hit the god complex. <laughs> I don't think he did. But in a way, like when I think back to the flashback where he first finds Gamora, he seems way more like Infinity War Thanos, like the aged up, like wise and knows things beyond. You know. Yeah, but I feel like you. In a way, though, you're watching it in conjunction with that movie, so I could understand that. I feel you like you could also be seeing it from his point of view too. And that's what I mean. Like either his point of view, or he's just tricking Gamora into being like he's way more knowledgeable than he is. Yeah, like he's mm-hmm. talking to a kid. He's gonna be more gentle and more, more confident. Just yeah. yeah. But like, I guess you like you said during the video. Like, one of my the best thing you said in the video was like, "We're doing a lot of the work for them right now." We <laughs> which, are. Yeah. Which I was like that one. I was like, "That's another one." I'm like, yeah, I feel like we are. But I, I think, I don't know if they did it intentionally, but they did at least make it seem like it was a different Thanos. And mm-hmm. either people are going to not like that, which I'm telling you, those film bros are not. I feel like in hindsight, they will not. Mm-hmm. But I kind of liked it because I'm like, it is a different villain. He even dresses differently. So it's like, mm-hmm. he even has a different weapon. Like, this is like a dude that didn't evolve to that point yet. And that's probably why he failed a lot faster. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in a way, it's like this older, more evolved Thanos. I know it's four years, but 
that was a dude they would have never been able to beat in any context, in any mm-hmm. situation, because he was just better than them. Well, he's even, like, his fighting style. Like, every time you think, like, he's not just some big, bulky guy swinging around. He's, like, a genius in the whole combat scheme of things. He does stuff that outsmarts the audience, like, like oh, Captain Marvel's going to get the glove off. Like, it's done now. And then he pulls off the Power Stone and punches it with it. You're like, you're like, whoa, never would have thought of that. All right, yeah, you're all dead. Like, really you, smooth you didn't think he, about like, that. hit his hand and, like, caught it. Captain Marvel and her eyes when she when she's like, oh yeah, that I guess you can do that. Captain Marvel being in this movie was I thought gonna be an issue just because I'm like she's How too powerful. she's too strong. Like she'll show mm-hmm. up and they had her off screen for most of the movie in a realistic way. Mm-hmm. But when she showed up and destroyed that whole ship, I'm like, well, it's all over. How is she gonna realistically fight Thanos and? I'm like, and I thought at that point, I'm like, so none of the heroes are going to end up dying. Until I saw him do that thing with the Power Stone. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. God, these writers are so good. Yeah. Like, they're unbelievably they're so good. good. Um, and these are the same guys they did, is the first movie they did Winter Soldier? Or did they do, yeah, I think they did Winter the Sol- first Avenger. No, no they, Winter Soldier. They, they wrote the first Avenger, didn't their, they? Their first movie... I, Actually, I'm not sure. They might have wrote first the first Avenger. Marvel movie. I think but, was the first they, Avenger. But they wrote. The they didn't Dark, direct it. It was the writers. They wrote first Avenger. I'm pretty positive. They wrote the Dark World. Did they? They did. Which is like <laughs> one of their first ones they did, mm-hmm. and that was that like explains a lot about which, game. <laughs> which I mean, like that was one of the worst ones too. And it's just amazing watching that and being like, you almost kind of question. I'm like, what was the original script for Dark World? Like, mm-hmm. was it a way better put together movie than what we got? And it's funny because yeah, then they go back to that movie. But it all makes sense why they had to. Yeah. And every character got their own little um, journey to go down, mm-hmm. which was, you know, when they went back in time, which was nice. And, you know, it made sense that Thor had to go back to that. Also, it just so happens that, you know, one of the years was 2012, one was 2013, one was 2014. I'm like, oh, it's all mm-hmm. works perfectly. Um, and they only need three more community members. That's true. They almost had the entire community cast in mm-hmm. this as well. When I heard Ken Jeong was going to be in the movie, I was like, I feel like it's going to be so obvious. But thankfully, he's only in the movie for like a second. He doesn't even say anything. And it's like, it makes sense. Well, they have... Kind of. <laughs> what was it? Was was Danny Pudi in Winter... He's in Winter Soldier, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, Who? Which one uh, was <laughs> Which guy? Uh, the Indian guy. From... Yeah, he was. Yeah, so he was in... He's oh, like yeah. a computer tech guy. Mm-hmm. And mm. then in Civil War... The dean from Community was, was like the guy that was getting Tony ready for his speech at MIT. Mm. Oh, that! Oh, yeah. that guy. To, okay, yeah. yeah. And then well, Nicole Brown was at Camp Lee High in the seventies. Ken Jeong was the security guard. So all they need is like three more characters, and they have all the they Community get the guys. Ones in it, will they? <laughs> <laughs> they need to get Chevy Chase in one of these. Oh yeah, Chevy Chase. Yeah, Mr. Oh, Griswold. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, and I, uh, what'd you think of, I, I really want to know what you thought about Gamora being brought to modern times, and now potentially being part of the third Guardians movie, and how is that going to fit in there? Because I, I like it a lot, because I think it'll be very much one of the major plot points of Guardians 3. However, my slight struggle with it is like, and maybe, I don't know if they're trying to do this on purpose or not, so it makes you have to watch all the movies, but, like, if you look at every single trilogy in the whole Marvel thing, mm-hmm. each movie, the first two movies are almost standalone movies, where you could just watch the first two without watching Avengers or anything else, 
But then the third one is always completely dependent on other movies. A big movie. So like Captain America 1 and 2, you could watch them in order and then all of a sudden Civil War, no way. You have to watch all these other ones. Iron Man 1 and 2, you can watch them on their own, but then Iron Man 3, you kind of have to watch Avengers because he's to understand the PTSD. PTSD. Thor 1 2, Ragnarok comes out of nowhere. You wouldn't know what, what the <laughs> crap is going on with Ragnarok unless you watch everything. And so I noticed with Guardians 1 and 2, you could watch those in tandem 100%. You don't need to watch anything else. Now, this one, you have to watch Infinity War yeah. or an Endgame to know what happened to Gamora. So maybe they're trying to do it on purpose. I don't know if that's just their thing. It's like to, the only way to make the trilogy a good trilogy is if you have the third one not dependent on the other <laughs> movies. I don't get that, but um, it gets me in the theater. So maybe I'm the idiot. I don't know. I just kind of wonder. You to watch them all. I was just thinking like of her relationship with cool. Peter Quill because he sees her in the movie for like a second, and I thought that was kind of a dumb moment. Like they needed to have them. Um, reunite in a way mm-hmm. but I thought the part where Nebula's like and she's like the Nebula like this is the one and I'm like when did they even have this conversation during this battle like mm-hmm. by the way you started dating this guy named Peter there he is over there let's go talk to him like I just thought the whole idea of that was a little stupid I like that other than you never see her again yeah I was like, like where'd she go away. she's like oh, I really want nothing yeah. to do with this guy but so. it just it kind of messes with me the wrong way because I'm like okay so she didn't come back through the snap but now she's in the movie um but 2014 version and she's not gonna have those same memories but maybe it'll make it interesting because star lord will be like i know not to be a child this time around i know how to win her properly <laughs> so maybe yes, yeah. i don't know maybe they'll develop him like really. hey i killed your dad <laughs> love um, me <laughs> what did you think of because there was also the fact that black widow died um i mean on top of that i guess we can mix her with jeremy renner because they spent a lot of time in the movie which this was the first movie where I thought Jeremy Renner was super interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been too into his character, but mm-hmm. here I was like, I'm I'm totally into his story That's now because he's not Hawkeye, he's Ronan. That's true. The he's only one I wasn't as the first Avengers. The only time I really thought he was interesting in Age of Ultron when you thought he might die, when which I haven't noticed. Like die. in that flash <laughs> forward scene, like Tony Stark's vision, he's the only one who's alive. Have you noticed that ever? Mm-mm. They're all dead, lying with like arrows and crap sticking out of them, and he's sitting upright, just like looking down at the ground. I never realized that. Like, yeah. so I guess he could be. He's like a side profile, but he's not bleeding. He's not like <laughs> punctured. So maybe he's like he's just dead, but he's slouched he's over. Like, but he looks like he's I just ran sitting out of there arrows. Breathing. <laughs> like he's just like sad. <laughs> I ran out of arrows really early in this battle, guys. I'm sorry. I've just um, been running this whole time, just trying to. But uh, in terms of like which one could have died, like I love that whole scene. You know, of them, like, fighting, talking about it and then fighting each other to die. Um, And I was pretty, like, I mean, I was devastated and heartbroken to see either of them die. But I was, like, also, like, either one would make sense to me. I think it's good the way they they killed off. I mean, I would have loved to have seen Black Widow in that final fight scene. Because you don't really see her kick ass at all in the movie. She's, like, you know, like, she's just... She's like running. She's organizing things. She's not involved with the time travel, other than that, you know, mm-hmm. going and so like, like she never she never gets she doesn't have a fight scene in Infinity War. You see a couple little moments and that's it. So like, they're really depending on her having a good solo movie. Like the whole movie kind of didn't have a lot of action in it until the very end. If you think about it, not like a lot. Yeah, no, which you don't even notice, mm-hmm. but you know. Um, but I think 
when I thought of like, okay, who's gonna die? And I'm like, okay, well, obviously he's got the family. She doesn't have a family, really. Like, I could have seen them killing him, being like, all right, I've done so much crap, I need to die, and then him dying. And then her, like, almost becoming, like, a pseudo, um, I don't know if breadwinner is the right or political, politically correct term, but, like, <laughs> her going and, like, basically living with, with his family and, like, taking care of the kids alongside, like, his wife. Not, like, romantically, but just, yeah. like... He'll be hitting up Velma. Just, like... Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, helping out, you know, and, and like, doing life because she's already Auntie Nat or Aunt Nat or whatever the... Wherever they live. I don't know if it's Midwest or not, but... Um, I, I was surprised that they killed her off only because I was like, this series isn't going to kill off one of the females. They won't mm-hmm. because they are, like, already, like, we don't have enough. We need to keep them in here at least. Mm-hmm. And yet, this movie end... Infinity. Well, I guess they brought Gamora back, so never mind. Mm-hmm. But like Black Widow, not the real like, Gamora though. I think true. it's awesome that they they kept a Gamora dead. I mean, technically, they also killed off a Nebula. It's <laughs> true. And then they killed off Black Widow, which I mean, the only thing is, there's a couple different things that could happen though, because her movie's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It could be a prequel. That seems to be the strongest notion. But there's two theories I've heard about her coming back, and one of them is. Hulk actually did snap her back. The only reason mm-hmm. that doesn't really make sense to me is that that kind of messes with my brain as far as, well, she's in a different dimension now, or how does she come back? Um, Hulk, when he snapped people back, yeah, remember one of the final lines he says in the movie, he's like, I tried snapping her back, but, you know, I, I tried, and it didn't seem to work. Which, it makes sense, because it's like, yeah, dude, because why wouldn't you snap all these other dead people back, like Vision and uh, Gamora? and because she's in 2014. Well, that's another thing well, I said, is like, she's stuck in a different decade. only people who are dusted. It's not people well, who are <clears throat> physically killed. Like what, what I'm saying is I'm taking just what he said in off. the movie, though, because yeah. I'm like, these are the stones. They probably can do anything. Like, if you think about it but she, she could just be older she'll be she would have been revived in 2014 yeah even though it still messes with me because i don't think if you can't change past events you can't go back to them and also like live from that point and age up which we'll get to captain america but yeah. um through time <laughs> but like a will will oh we're at 57 i mean if we can keep this at an hour 20 that's good so we got like twenty we, minutes. I, yeah, I think we can do it. Might go further, but but um, I, have, I have some a couple of WTF stuff we'll get to. I want to just quickly say though, Black Widow being killed off. Another theory is that when Steve goes and brings the Soul Stone back, he can bring the Soul Stone back, and that brings her back like another swap because it's mm-hmm. a soul for a soul. Or I don't think even they then, never said that worked. Like giving the stone back. Brings they never said, back. but they never said it was wrong. And also, he's gonna see Red Skull. We know there's gonna be a fight there. Like maybe he'll just be like, Evans, "You're gonna bring him back." Red Skull would be like, "What am I gonna win if I like?" <laughs> so I, I think, don't think he's like could harbor anger. I'm just saying the theory. I just, just want to see the moment where Red Skull's like, "Steven, son of what?" The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I think the theory oh, though that it's like fades away, <laughs> it's it's just floats away. <laughs> Well, like, I don't think he can harbor anger, because when he saw Nat and um, Hawkeye, he called them Lichian, which is a diminutive, um, like, affectionate term for somebody. Hmm. Okay. Minor German. So, so, yeah, so she was also cool. K- KGB, so they're, like, best friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so basically, he called them an affectionate term. Mm. So. Well... 
Chloe, also, which is say German <laughs> speaker to help us out with this podcast. Well, which is say my lovely and Gollum says my precious. So. Yeah, but they say it to things that they desire or things that they are favorable towards, which is say my lovely to things they're going to eat. Resgill was there a long time. He's probably horny as hell. He's like, he's like hey, my diminutive whatever. What's up? Oh, yeah. Before we get to this whole soul business, what's going on? He's like ripped. He's like, I've been working out. A lot of free time. What were your other moments you wanted to talk about? I guess if we're getting into the time travel portion, um, it took me like a, a solid 24 hours of thinking about the time travel before <laughs> I f- fully wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. So by the second time I went to go see it, I was like, I knew what to expect. And like, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. This holds up. I love how they, this is the first movie that really does time travel this way, mm-hmm. you know, and that, it makes complete sense to me. Um, however, I don't get because of like they have to return everything back to their rightful place like not just the stones it's like thor's hammer has to be replaced which he brought with him which he brought with him or about the pin particles that they took from the 70s he, that's something that would be you irreplaceable watching, you were watching a video about that because he didn't take all of them he just took a handful he took four he could have yeah. gotten he needed some from to. scott that well that's too. what i'm thinking well scott couldn't make them so well, it's hank was that's Hank is now back, so Hank would have had to have made more for him to bring back and replace. Also, okay. Otherwise, that would have um, split another Here's, here's another thing, though. Okay, so in the beginning of Ant-Man, Hank Pym is mad that... That's what I was going to say. ...that Stark... He's, like, accusing Stark of stealing his research, or, like, what if that's what that is? Because they were both there at Camp Lehigh. Yeah, but then that's following Harry Potter rules, where, where they did where it makes sense. did make the changes, and I'm like... All the changes that have already happened ever in time travel that ever happens in the future have already been done. That's true. And but I'm like that like we're in the final timeline, but it doesn't make sense because Loki disappeared in 2012. Like I'm just saying, I liked the rules of you go back and um, it messes up those you know the past, but it doesn't mess up your future. Those timelines just become different timelines, even if they're real or not. But at the same time. I don't really get how you can suddenly go back to the future and then go back in time to bring back the stone, for instance. Mm-hmm. I guess the stone's maybe at a different level, so if you do take it out, that timeline starts becoming permanent where you go back in time, you could still reach that point. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like you could. Like I feel like it's like you would go back in time and it would be a restart of 2012. You know, like it's like it's, you can affect events again. How can you drop the stone there because the stone was taken from a different timeline? And how can Steve Rogers be in right, the before, new timeline? Before we get to that, I'm one. Just, it well, just, let's go back to for your a first movie part. that follows its rule so exactly, well. Exactly. But before we get to Steve Rogers, let's go back to what you said before. So when Hulk and Tilda Swinton are talking about how time works, that's like probably the best example. As you see this, this the 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 main the prime line, we'll call it. The prime. And then there's like this. Someone get Google a, a, a chalkboard. <laughs> there's like the dark one where that she's was like, her chalkboard. She's like, you take it out. Now we have a split rift, and that's like this bad. Pretend this one. line is time. That's exactly what she's like. She back. This is where you were going. This is where you are. This is where you were. <laughs> so imagine you want to go to the decoration. <laughs> she's sitting in a DeLorean, like looking. 
at like this time console. And Warcraft was like, I've already seen this movie. Every, this like, every time he like looks up at her, she starts looking more like more like dog. Like she has a lab coat and then he's yeah. like, she, she, she has brown hair. hair. She's like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, thought, I didn't think you'd remember me, dude. What <laughs> if Christopher Lloyd was the sorcerer? <laughs> like, what if like they just. It'd be great oh, if he was in Doctor that Strange in. too, and he was like the one before Tilda Swinton. He's <laughs> crazy. He plays He's not himself. even a wizard. He just was Doc Brown. Like, <laughs> time traveled back, and everyone thought he was a wizard. But really, like, wait, how did you get the flux capacitor to work? And he just opens up his like shirt, and there's that like little stone there. It's the flux capacitor, but in like the eye of Akamoto. It's just like the little no, it's, it's like a proto arc reactor in his chest with the eye, with the stone in it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay anyway so they're, what they're saying in the movie is that like if you take a stone out it will create a split timeline Yes. Mm-hmm. but if they send someone back to replace it in the exact same time it was taken then that timeline essentially never would happened. never have started Correct. Yeah. That makes However, sense. my only weird thing with that is like you got say Captain America or what was one that got plucked um that would be hard power to... Stone. The Power Stone. Okay. You got you got War Machine, you got Nebula there that, you know, they pull it out, and then all of a sudden, at that same time, War Machine and Nebula show up, or Captain America essentially shows up with another Power Stone. It's like, all right. He, like, puts it away well, and then, like, goes back. I don't think it has to be the exact moment if nothing changed. Like, okay, so there's the moments where Quill's knocked mm-hmm. out and they leave. He, he has that little bit of time in between where no one's around to put it back. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was if first it, wondering of, like, Captain nothing, America running into the old people yeah, I and don't, being like, yo, yo, I'm just replacing it. You should he, expect it. I think it. he could be stealth enough. I thought when she said that it makes an alternate timeline, I think, I thought what she meant was that it's just creating a dangerous timeline for us where we don't have a chance to be like the, say if, a if, in if the you future. don't put the stone back it creates a time but I feel like just going back in general you're already making a new timeline because those are already different timelines because everything that's happened has already you know, happened well and I mean it and hurts. Here, everything hurts. and no I already I like their <laughs> it's time travel different timeline though because it's all one big mm-hmm. timeline no matter what happens whether yeah. they go back yeah, or not but as long as the stones are there it's the mm-hmm. same this is where you're going timeline. this is where but you are this no, is this where is, you are <laughs> okay and let me I agree with all that forget all of the to, back to the future no I'm I am because I'm saying is that when you go back in time it's almost like like a fake reality that you're going back to that you can interact with it's kind of like going and watching like a videotape of like the past and you can like interact with that videotape and it just so happens if you mess things up enough it makes a new timeline regardless mm-hmm. I accept that and I'm like okay and that's how we explain the multiverse theory and everything mm-hmm. and I understand that you know you can't remove the stones because that's going to cause probably too much of an issue so you have to bring them back I understand that he can bring the time stone back immediately to her or the power stone I don't even care that oh like there's some people having an issue with the space stone it's like well that was a whole different thing and i'm like well i given that steve rogers was, has unlimited amounts of time on his hands mm-hmm. you know given that's time he could travel, do retries he could literally like probably take the time to figure mm-hmm. out how to put that in there and whoever put it in there given how far back in time he goes he probably could figure it out my only issue is that You've had like five. Is this? I'm not because most of it I can ignore, and then most of it I'm just like, yeah, it's just a different universe. And the only thing I don't get though is, 
So he goes back in time to mm-hmm. 70s to bring back that stone. Yep. But the space stone's already in 2012. You know, and that's a different timeline from the 70s timeline. I get that. And, you know, Loki took the stone and he mm-hmm. disappeared. So Steve Rogers doesn't have to worry about replacing that one. So already I've talked myself out of that one. I thought that would be an issue, but that's a different timeline. Mm-hmm. And that's just a timeline where Loki did escape. Okay. So- but if we're, we're, we'll just enter into the Steve Rogers thing quick. Mm-hmm. He returns all of the stones. Yes. And now he's like, I'm just going to go back in time mm-hmm. and just spend my time with Peggy. Mm-hmm. You need to explain to me a way where he's able to get old. Because I guess he can be older with Peggy. I get that. But how can he be in our time? He could still anymore? have pen particles. But he would be traveling in his... I feel like that's... I don't know. I feel like if you live it long... Well, maybe you don't, because I guess you could still go back, and that's still just like a photorealistic copy also, of that time, okay. maybe. Okay, so he goes, and it's confirmed that it was a different, like, parallel universe where he lived with Peggy. So it was different. It's, it's confirmed, yes. Okay, it's different. yeah, it makes sense. And then... But how did he get in our timeline? Well, he has all the knowledge of how, how it's done, how to do it. He knows... a a handful of brilliant scientists who could figure it out. So he completely just cheated because he... We're he, doing work for him again. Well, well movie, yeah, but, but yeah. like, I'm just, we're talking theory. Exactly. He couldn't do time travel because he would have shown up back in that thing, you know, three seconds later, mm-hmm. but he would have just been a really old man. But he didn't do that. He was sitting on the bench. So he did a different way of getting there that wasn't time travel. That wasn't that... Or that machine, I guess. Can I throw in my... What is your thought? So, this is a theory that I thought of in the past few days. Um, is that he, after replacing everything, bringing Mjolnir back, the other stones, mm-hmm. he went to 19-whatever and met Peggy and been like, alright, like let's like live a whole life. You know, get they get married, they dance, whatever. And then, probably, I'm guessing, when she died... He's still a super soldier. Either he's still somewhat young, maybe he's yeah, already aged some, but that, slower. That was going to be and my then next he thing. used his last pin particle to go back in time, essentially, to basically before he had met and married Peggy, let Peggy live her life marrying the guy she had married in Winter Soldier and have her kids, so that timeline isn't screwed up. And he just lives as an old man, so like he got to live with her. But then when he had to erase it himself and then live again and become old really slow. and But you'd have to rely on him being a super soldier, mm-hmm. aging way slower than everyone else. So he's like actually like 200 years old when we see him? He could be, Probably. yeah. So, That's so when we see him, he could have, they could have developed that technology already. I like the thought that... Or he could that... even just still use pin particles. Yes. Yeah. He wouldn't even have had to have done the time travel stuff. I mean, with pin particles and then his little... Slap bracelet from the nineties. <laughs> how how did he get a fixed shield? Did you just take that from one of the timelines? Yeah, he would have had to have taken. Uh, okay. I figured that. I just I, I kind of just think that he lived with Peggy Carter up until he was old enough with her, and then she still died in twenty fourteen. He was still alive, and this is a different twenty fourteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously, one um, where he gave Bucky the shield. 
But or they had like already well, fixed I, I it after Captain, Endgame, Captain and then he America just went and stole it as an old man in the present day. <laughs> like, just could you imagine that park. timeline though? Like, he knows everything. He knows Hydra's infiltrating shield. He knows, and he just sits around watching stuff. He, he just like messes whatever. with stuff. As no, no it's a different timeline. He can just do whatever he wants. Well, if he like became like he was like on Impractical Jokers or something, and like he was just like, well, if he, he could have done Jackass. anything, yeah, hey, I'm Steve Rogers, I'm Bad Grandpa. I think he's actually in Bad Grandpa. Like makeup, <laughs> he's in a Johnny he's Knoxville totally mask. <laughs> no, I mean on the park bench, he's just like in makeup. He's yeah. totally young still. <laughs> I just think that this movie was trying to present it like, oh, he just aged up in this timeline. Mm-hmm. But you know, obviously they can't do it that yeah. way. There is this said. But it's like I, I get I think they did it that way because like one they're like we don't want to go into over explanation mode. We could explain away of this, but also most audiences are gonna accept this, which mm-hmm. I did. For the most part, but then when in hindsight, I was like, it kind of doesn't make sense. It still doesn't. I think he probably used the stones somehow mm-hmm. to get himself back in that timeline after Peggy died in 2014 Maybe. in a different universe. But so, do you think that we needed the park bench scene, or do you think he could have just like we could have got that flash of him in the 40s dancing with Peggy and then no. brought the shield back. I think you needed him to come back. Yeah, cuz he had to pass the mantle on. To I someone. love the mantle. They could have they could have had Bucky and Falcon fight over. There were so I many wish... good passing of the mantle scenes. Yeah. Who, who? Symbolically, I'm glad that that Falcon got it, but idealistically Bucky is still super soldier. He's the obvious choice, I think. I um, the same interview I watched for the Russo's they kind of explain that too what they say uh, Bucky's still a bad guy they, uh, he has well, mind fix though he is he is has but bad he, stuff but he's the dumped. world thinks he's still bad well yeah so. okay so yeah the world still thinks he's a terrorist mm-hmm. um his mind might be better but it's easily corrupted still yeah um he Sa- Sam is just more like like him and Rogers are like more kindred spirits like they have they'll put lay their life on the line for like the service though mm-hmm. they fight for the same cause um they just followed more parallel paths okay that makes sense then i would also i'd feel like i'd trust falcon more because like well even i know that him and bucky were friends for years but i feel like mm-hmm. that's the reason bucky was always like yeah let's go and do this falcon literally knew like captain america for a day and instantly was like do you want to help infiltrate uh, uh shield slash hydra mm-hmm. and he was like all right let's do this i got my falcon yeah. it's just like he's really he only knew him dude. he only knew him from 20 20- what, 15, 14 to 20... Uh, 2018? Well, oh, yeah. Cause when he disappeared? He disappeared, yeah. So, so he's, you only knew him for four years, but I suppose that's enough to know. Um, but now that they're getting their own show, which I think will be the whole focus of that show will probably be them... Like, it'll be... Um, oh, I forget his name now. Basically, Sam Wilson becoming... like taking on the mantle of Captain America. Like, I don't... I hope he doesn't get, like, the outfit. Just, like... I think it'll be a variation. I think he'll still be Falcon, but it'll be, like, some more blue and, you know, white and blue with it, with it red. And then Winter Soldier will be almost like a sidekick, but also, like, an equal. But then, I also think Captain America, he's old, but he's not dead. He might be not, like, Nick Fury, like... But, like, he'll be, like... A guard, uh, a guide, like a uh, I think, mentor. I think is done. He's done, but like the thing is, he could technically come back if he wants. Yeah, to, like, and, and I think he would he kind want. of want to. It's kind of his personality where I think he would be like, he might even explain some of that stuff in like a scene where like Sam Wilson's like down on his luck and he's like, hey, I need a 
friend to talk to, and he like meets up with with old. <laughs> and then with Cat, old Cap just comes up Chris with like Evan. two gloves and a baseball ace. Yeah, exactly. He's sport. You feel and then, down? Yeah, but then <laughs> like, like, for like an hour. You know, Cap might explain some of the whole like yeah, like I went and did some weird time travel shit, and now I'm here. <laughs> you know, but I I like that they went to Falcon, and I kind of hope that the TV show because Bucky in my eyes are, is still like a. Is still for the rest of the world thinks he's like the bad dude. Yeah. So I hope he's there's like a, I hope there's like an underground nature to it still, where they're being the heroes, but they're always being chased by the authorities too. Like I hope that I hope could be it. yeah. Um, but yeah, that, we could stop talking about Steve Rogers so much because it's like I mean I think that was pretty much your one slip up as far as time travel goes, which it can be explained. But I also we're think doing the work for him. They're doing and they it's like the thing is this movie is. And the universe is designed in a way where I realized with Endgame that even stuff that they don't explain, it's so easy to explain certain things without it being written there because there's just so many possibilities with this universe now. Like, yeah. this happened, but this happened. It's like, but how was he able to do this? It's like, yeah, but it's because of this and this. And it's like, you can have an explanation for everything. And I'm like, I kind of like that. This mm-hmm. movie has a backup plan for like everything just because there's so many movies. Yeah. Um, honestly, like in the end, I'm like, this movie... I, and I have a hard time ranking it because I'm like it, I gave it like a solid eight out of ten the first time, mm-hmm. but or four out of five. I guess we go out of five, but <laughs> yeah, I, I went up to like a four and a half out of five after seeing it again. Mm-hmm. I just I've, it's stuck there, and I've been moving it up my list more and more. And but it's like right behind Iron Man my, now. I mm-hmm. almost feel weird about putting it above mine. That. Mine was a, mine's been a four point five or four and four and a half stars since day one, and mm-hmm. I'm. I really want to see it again. It's, I mean, it's, I, I might. Other than the second act being just slightly weird and out of place, it's almost a perfect movie. I almost, and I felt like it was weird the first time, but after watching it again, I'm like, you know, I feel it. Look, it goes smooth. It, it's. I mean, it slow, goes smooth. But it's, smooth. it's just, I think it's, I think it's just weird because. I don't know. It's like it's, it's like just structured different. It's like going back to those mm-hmm. movies like they happened twenty years ago when it's like no, they like just happened. It feels like weird that we're going back to them when mm-hmm. I think I feel like we just saw these movies. But this, I I don't know. It's like I think it's just because I am really following those Back to the Future rules, and yeah. the le- less I think of that, the more I enjoy the movie. And I like that second act because that's where a lot of the humor comes in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that movie mm-hmm. really needed some levity. Because even for a Marvel movie, I'm like, it was a really dark beginning. I liked it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it was missing that levity. And uh, I don't know why, but like one of the funniest parts that I saw wasn't even like a joke. It was just Thor running, sneaking like across oh, behind, behind Loki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just running. Yeah. Everyone laughed at that. Yeah. <laughs> I, one of my favorite yeah. scenes is where like everyone is like landing at the base and everyone's being a dick to Ant-Man yeah. and then yeah. it's Hulk it's <laughs> nice and it's yeah. just like show this, taco. <laughs> show this to someone who saw like the 2008 Hulk go back to 2008 and show them that scene they'd be like what is there's, this like there's, there's, yeah and there's gonna rocket land there's gonna be so many like memes with Hulk giving a taco or like a gif. It looked like it was like a commercial for Taco Bell. I loved it though. Yeah. It was like bing ding 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 bing ding 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 ding. It was like playing that theme song and I was like, that's a nice little moment. Yeah. Um, I have one other kind of WTF thing, which in a way is, I guess, explained, but it seems kind of weak. It's the. Not the aged Nebula, 2014 Nebula, who like sneaks. Because there's a large focus on 2014 Nebula in this movie. 
There's like Nebula a, in general. She's just in it, you know. Um, I kind of thought they were building up her dying soon. I was like, they're gonna yeah. kill her off, aren't they? I love her character, but yeah. <laughs> um, how she she sneaks back with them as Nebula Prime, um, but uh, when they're all like trying to use Infinity Gauntlet, she like uses her like little USB fingers to like sticks it, which just happened to be the right things for the controls. To like reverse engineer the whole like time machine thing to be able to like bring Thanos' ship through time mm-hmm. forward, but like everyone else needed that little hand thing. How did Thanos' she ship? Guided, use she guided it. it. She had the thing. She could bind it with her. Th- you can explain it however you want. I would say the only my only thing is like I can't explain the whole. You need that piece to actually do it. Mm-hmm. But I can at least say that they had all of Nebula's files, the new Nebula's files, in mm-hmm. her brain. And 2014 Nebula got it right away, and she's like part robot. She would be able to read that all instantly. And Nebula was there the entire time they were designing that mm-hmm. time travel device. So mm-hmm. she would know how it work. Now, does that mean that 2014 Nebula would somehow be smarter than 2018 or 2023 Nebula to mm-hmm. figure out how to, like you said, reverse engineer it and bring a whole ship through it? Yeah. Probably not, but mm-hmm. I that that is one like kind of good gripe because you kind of gotta wonder. It's like how if they if we're talking logistically without ignoring if we're ignoring plot holes like mm-hmm. logistically, how did they do that? And I would like to see them explain that. Yeah, because that's like Just a big fun. deal. That's like the, what why they couldn't do anything before. I think it's also weird yeah. that like Thanos's ship. I mean, it's big, but it also manages to be big enough to bring all of those armies out, mm-hmm. which I accepted because I was like, "This is an awesome scene." Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was like, "Well, I mean, one I already brought up in the video. I was like, how? Why didn't he have all this in the 2018 Infinity War mm-hmm. battle?' But you know, granted, he wasn't there. That was his other crew doing that, so maybe that was part of the battle, part mm-hmm. of the army. I mean, but like. This ship, I mean, it's big, but we've seen it before. I'm like, when ever did this all have all these other groups in there? Because mm-hmm. I know some of them show up in, like, portals, but they're not showing up from portals from the past. They can't do that. They obviously can't do that. Yeah, they got to so, be present. So there. they're all on that ship, and they're all landing down yeah. there. I'm like, but how did he have this many people in there? Like, that is a crazy amount. That's a lot of, of food. That's a huge <laughs> ship, I guess. A lot but, of poop. <laughs> I mean, did you see how big it was compared to, like, the Asgardians? Oh, no, I know. Like, it's huge, but, like, what I'm saying is that that was still a massive amount of people. Yeah. But that's, like, not even, like, really a gripe. That's more of just yeah. making a joke about the fact that Infinity... But that was because, like, Endgame's the final battle, so of mm-hmm. course they're gonna make it bigger. My, but your gripe, I'm kind of like, I kind of wonder too. <laughs> yeah, and and it's like I can't get past it. But um, my last one is more of a confusion about Gamora. How if you were to go back in time and you put everything back in order in the original timelines that they were, time would keep carrying on as normal up until the present day. How would Gamora? You'd be you. They plucked out. 2014 Gamora, Gamora and put her in 2023. I mean, they also killed off 2014 Thanos. I, it's a different. But if they bring Nebula. back, if they bring back the Power Stone, then Thanos 2014 Thanos would never have known, and he would have lived a normal life. But Gamora wouldn't. Gamora's gone. But no, because timeline. because I think that. It, oh wait, there's a random. So there is a 2014 yeah, Gamora, but, no, but there is another 2014 Gamora that lives and dies. Yeah. 
In 20, no, like the one in our main timeline. Yeah. Uh, that 2014 one still also, So there's two 2014 but that other, that When they went back in time, that's like she, that's a whole different timeline. There's yeah, in, there's, so, infinite. there's infinite. So now, even if Cap, because like infinite timeline. we're using the theory that like the main one that they're on. Captain but, America can go back in time and still get to that timeline, which to me, in a way, doesn't really make sense. But he can. He can do that. He yeah. can put the stone back. But that means that now that timeline. Doesn't have a Thanos, doesn't have a Nebula or a Gamora, and honestly, it has a pretty shitty Guardians movie, but it is a great planet to live on, because Thanos just doesn't yeah, exist anymore. Just, I'm, okay, imagine this. There is there is a timeline without a Thanos. And there's a that timeline means, where Loki's on the loose. That means Xandar's still <laughs> around. That means all the Asgardians are still alive. That means the uh i guess that what i guess if, 2012 still happened that what uh, if animated series is going to have a lot to talk about is it Hulu. animated yeah they're going to do it animated like, wait wait what's this a what if oh, disney plus is going to have a what if series it's going to be on is, hulu is it hulu yeah oh. cuz it's, still got it's hulu, gonna so be uh, like what if they like they have the what if comics like the one issues it's like the red sun comics and even though it's like, animated what if this happened Oh wait, so it's not like just Marvel. It's like no, it, it's Marvel. It's oh, like it's just Marvel. Okay, so like, what if, what if Captain America was Hydra? What if? Oh, okay. What I like about the what if I what that if makes, the multiverse cool. now is that hey, we have a completely good explanation for all those X-Men movies that we technically own now for why they could exist in different timelines and we could still release those in the box set and be like, these are multi-timeline movies. Mm-hmm. Even I, think they- it'd be, I think it could be pretty easy. That sounds, to yeah, but that sounds instead. in a way messy, though. They're trying to bring something messy. Because they, they do it, especially now that we figure out the Gamora thing, like, they do, in a way, clean up that whole timeline thing, really. Because there's, like, your, your, your prime line. But those other timelines don't really matter. Because, like I said, like, Multiverse. like there's two 2014 Gamoras. That's the only big mistake is that 2014 Gamora is now running around in 2023, <clears throat> right? Or 2022? 2023. I mean, it's not like a mistake because everything happening in, like, the present time of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is always, like, the... Like, that's always, like, the first written note, I guess you could say. 616. It's like, this is, like... 616. Yeah, exactly. This is the original. So this is, like, the original line being drawn. Mm -hmm. And so, even if something from the past is thrown in there, that's still making the future right now. So, like, I don't know. It it doesn't, I don't think, break it, but... So, my... It's kind of weird. It starts messing with your head. My Mm -hmm. theory about X-Men and Fantastic Four and stuff, uh, when Thanos snapped... Uh, Rocket, I think, said that like there was a whole surge of cosmic energy or whatever that yeah tore a hole in the multiverse. Yeah. So, and it happened twice. So I think one of those could like awaken something. I'm just saying, like, people. they could if like if Disney awaken the mutant and mutant gene. wanted to, because there's some of those X Men movies that don't match in continuity. Like X Men Origins, you can't match that up with any of the other movies. It just doesn't work really. You could be like, that's a whole different universe. The Days of Future Past and original trilogy, that's a whole different timeline. Deadpool, that's his own timeline. And guess what? He can hop into this universe if he wants. And also, I kind of like about Deadpool being in the... If he was brought into these movies as Ryan Reynolds, which they could easily do now, Mm -hmm. especially if we take in this idea of there's multiverses, Mm -hmm. even if he's just a different version of the original character, or if he's from that multiverse and he hops into this one, in any case... He breaks the fourth wall. He could also be the most knowledgeable of all the Marvel characters because he would literally know all. <laughs> He's the one explaining everything all the time. <laughs> he literally could, and yeah. I think that'd be funny. 
you could bring back. Um, I mean, if they like that Fantastic Four cast a lot, I mean, Michael B. Jordan would be a little oh. awkward being. Um, I'd rather have the other Fantastic Four cast. <laughs> True. I mean, Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. <laughs> yeah, and then like uh, you could. <laughs> Such a, that's really a tough. Like, stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, it's really weird. Which one do we take? Like, and, that one's um, so bad, but they just have my, Chris Evans. Also, Michael B. Jordan's. <laughs> The Killmonger. Killmonger. That's what I meant. Like it's Chris weird. Evans is like, all right, I'll come back as Human Torch. And he's just like <laughs> back in the series again. Like nothing. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, like I'm the descendant of like <laughs> this other timeline of him and Peggy Carter's kid, and like I'm Reed Rogers. <laughs> and Hugh Jackman Johnny could Stone. come back. I mean, because he said he would come back if he could be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then he, they Wait, did ask him about it? that again. Hugh Jackman exactly. went on the record and said, if I could be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'd come back. But then, when Disney was legitly buying 20th Century Fox, they asked him about it again. He's like, well, that's... He's like, because that's one of those things where I know I'm done, but then I say this, and then it actually happens. And he's like, and now I don't know what to say. He said that? He literally was like, because now he's just kind of speechless. He's so, like, well, I don't know. If <laughs> Disney has the money, they would bring him back. If they don't want to recast him, which they probably will, but... You know, he, he would. Has a, he has he, a say. He's, he's so that. funny and, like... Yeah, whatever, let's do it type of guy. Like, he's like the Robert Downey Jr. equivalent he, he of cool say, and weird. I think he'd say yes. I think he'd say I think yes. it's just a matter of if Disney's like, we just want to do our own he's thing like, with a younger guy. But I feel like... Danny DeVito. Isn't Hugh Jackman <laughs> even younger than Robert Downey Jr.? Because when Hugh Jackman did that first X-Men, he was only like, what, 30? That's about the same age, if not younger, than That's Robert Downey Jr. Because Robert Downey Jr., I mean, he was in movies when he was 20 in the 80s. So, I mean, like, he's got to be older. But... Um, the other thing I like is that, um, well, there's, there, I mean, because there's eight movies coming out next year that all have the Marvel name on them. Next, or not year. Uh, in the next coming years. Next basically, coming probably years, yeah. I'm like, years. we have eight movies next year? I, we're at like an hour and a half, but <laughs> these are always long. This one especially this, deserves to be I mean, long. three hours game. long. I mean, for a three-hour movie, might as well talk for half that time. Uh, but just real quick, there's eight movies coming out, and obviously that ignores the Spider-Man movies, which are still going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um that means that that's only eight opportunities for like an X-Men movie to show up on this phase I'm sure Deadpool will show up just because it makes so much money I feel like Disney will be like let's do it and Disney's smartest way they could do it is release an R-rated cut and then you know just because there are kids who want to keep up with the MCU release like a different cut three months later or just release Disney Plus with like a different cut you know they could do that because one of the movies is going to be Black Widow, one of them will be Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange 2. 2. Those are all going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So you only have like three movies left. So what are those going to be? Eternals. Well, the, mm. what's that new one? The one with the Asian character. They already announced oh, that. Oh, uh, Chang Li? I feel like Wong. this. I, I don't know exactly <laughs> what it was, but that one's happening for sure. What so is now that one? you're pretty much. That one. The, uh, and I've heard Eternals. And then I've heard, um, and then they got to throw a new Avengers movie in there. So I'm like, so did they not have any room for any more X Men movies? Maybe they'll put them on TV. Who knows? Shang Shangli. That's what it is. They're also doing a Ghost Rider TV show on Hulu with the actual Ghost Rider from yeah, Johnny Blaze. So Nick Cage. Yeah. That was part one of us discussing Avengers Endgame. We went on for quite a while, so we decided to split it into two parts. 
Stick around for next week as we continue talking about this monumental film. If you enjoy this podcast, give us a like on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Leave a comment and go ahead and share our podcast. Thanks for listening and remember, always beware of the cinema swamp.